Hello and welcome to When Will It End? It's a podcast. Two friends. We watch the movies. We start with the first movie. We go to the second movie. After that, Charles? I'm guessing the third movie. You, well, you don't have to guess. We've been doing this for some time now. Do you really have to guess? Does this think it's a guessing situation? Yeah. You think it's a guessing situation? Yeah. Okay. What happened after we saw Pirates of the Caribbean 2? Uh, oh, God. I have a bad memory, too. Okay. What happened after we saw Terminator 2? Terminator 3. What happened after one. Shrek the second? The third. You're right. Three. Yeah. So we to number three. Uh, Every time we keep going to number three. That's a classic. In a way, all roads lead us to three, but we can't get to three without two. And that takes us to today's movie. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. And here's a spoiler. We learned the secret of the ooze. That's true. Yeah. Where to, where to start? Where to start? So first off, this movie is set in New York City. How do we know? <laughs> Simple. Everyone eats pizza in New York City. And this movie <laughs> opens with a montage of people fucking eating the biggest, fattest, shittiest looking slices looking of pizza. awful looking pizza. It's nuts. And literally everyone's eating pizza. Yeah. It's kind of fucking amazing. Which was your favorite? Well, was your my favorite. favorite. I like that at one point they just cut like a guy on the sidewalk who's just like eating this massive hunk of like <laughs> thick looking awful pizza and just excruciatingly biting it, like over exaggeratedly biting it to make sure that we understand he's, he's eating, eating pizza. pizza. Yeah. That was the guy in the suit, right? It was the guy in the suit in the street corner. That was the guy that everyone crossed the street, but he was too busy trying to eat his eat pizza. Eat that big old stinking piece he of pizza. He missed it. See, that was one thing I didn't buy. I feel like I've been in New York. A few yeah, times. I mean, you, you live. You fucking live there. <laughs> yeah, I did kind of. You know, the thing is, I always say New York City, ten million people, ten million stories. Here's mine. And I, I worked there uh, at a college in jazz radio, and I moved there, and I worked out of Newark. Uh, this, I, I don't give a shit. This okay. was not. This was so, about. Sorry. Okay. I was just going to ask you in your life of living in New York City. Yes. Had you ever seen someone not cross the street when it was when they finally got the little man? Well, okay. Let me tell you something with New York City. Okay. In New York City... Are you going to answer my question? Anything can happen. Oh, that's true. Watching this movie, I, I mentioned to you, and this is so good, uh, there's a scene where a massive mutated wolf and snapping turtle are put on a totally abandoned street somewhere where inexplicably there's an older couple getting into a cab. Yeah. And the guy's like, oh, Marie, look, there's a freaking... They're tearing down the city. And she's like, they can get their own cab. Yeah. And it's like, that is New honestly York. the spirit of old New York, the Big Apple, where anything can happen, and, and only in New York. So you asking me, have I seen someone not cross the street because they're eating pizza? Mm-hmm. I've seen it all, baby. I saw a man with a fucking face wound take a shit between train cars and then go back to sleep on a bench. Wow. Yeah, it was tight. I've seen people uh, fucking wow. get savagely beaten in the street outside of like, fucking rallies. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough city. But you haven't really answered my question. Have you seen someone? not choose to cross the street oh, when they get the little man. Oh, and they get, um, you know, who's to say what motivates us to do the things we do? You know, I think... You really hate this question. The thing about this movie that I like so much is that it, <laughs> it, it forces us to think about our own conception of self, Charles. Sure, and, I agree and the movie, you. you know, obviously, as we all remember from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the hit 1990 film that launched these lovable lads, not from Liverpool. <laughs> well, can you imagine? Oh, uh, Oi, Koroi, Gov, let's have a go with a bird. I'm a bloody ninja, he is. Can you imagine? Oh, bloody hell. Can you imagine? Oh, bloody hell, having a go with a waiter Can in a pub. Can you imagine? I'm a bloody turtle, oh, he is. I bloody love being a bloody turtle. Yeah. Some good imagining. I have a head cold, and I feel like, like I'm tripping. I'm getting off of a head cold. Yeah, how's that going for you? It's much better than it's going for you. Yeah. You're yeah. still on the head cold You'd rather part. have a bottle in front of you than a frontal lobotomy. Can you say that again? I'd rather have a, you'd rather have a bottle in front of you than a frontal lobotomy. I don't know. Sometimes I really think that might be the, the best way forward. A lobotomy? Yeah. I do often think about what it would be like to host this show with you just sort of drooling in a corner. I mean, isn't it supposed to just like... 
it calm, fucking it feels calm like that you sometimes. down. It yeah, feels like that sometimes. I mean, you always put me in the corner. No one puts Charles in the corner. I mean, right. you do. <laughs> what was that? I was coughing. Did you do like a bark there, like a Swayze then bark? Yeah, yeah, that's me not getting put in the corner. Werewolf Swayze. I would watch the shit out of that. Werewolf Swayze. He could have done it. He had that like life frame. I could imagine him covered in hair. Because having seen Road Road to House, he's pretty hairless. Yeah. He's not a hairy... Oh, here's something for the podcast. You'll love this. I was talking with Allison about camp, like male, like masculine camp. And I was okay. talking about maybe something like Roadhouse or this kind of like fascination with the ultimate man where like in that movie, he's a vegetarian Buddhist poet mm-hmm. warrior. And then she was like, that's not camp at all. You know what you're talking about? It's someone else's culture. Stop appropriating that. And I was like, you know what? You're actually dead right. It's a whole culture onto itself. But she was like, maybe you could invent your own term for what you're talking about. This like, because Swayze in a lot of ways, like the mystical poet warrior vegetarian roadhouse bouncer. Like it is like the kind of like homoerotic pornography where it's like there is this ultimate man who's both sensitive and violent. Yeah. Uh, What did you come up with? Did Did you find him? No, I just want to dangle it out there. Okay. Can, so if anyone else has ideas. Yeah. You know, they give us their ideas. podcast at gmail.com. Did I get it right? WWIE podcast at gmail.com. You got it right. Yes. But you I could also. Know the show. You could also. I know the show. Tell us what. You, so you're, they are trying to come up with a word that defines. Yeah. I'm looking for like. I mean, like a similar thing would be Swayze and Point Break. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a, he's a, a modern savage. He's a, he's a searcher. Yeah. He has a, he has a code, but he's also a surfer. He's also a, you know, a, a hunk. Maybe John Wayne from the searchers. Not hunky enough. Nah, he wasn't hunky. He wasn't hunky at all. He was like maybe hunky for the fifties. I think in the fifties they wanted like a literal like father figure, a literal like hunk. everyone's like dad. And then over time that was like no. What if he was incredibly well sculpted mm. and had long hair? My my dad was sculpted, and smelled like leather. Your dad wasn't sculpted. I love my father as I do. I would be hard pressed to describe him as sculpted. Fred, you know who is sculpted? The goddamn Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Fuck. And here's something else I was thinking about. What if you, if you think about it, Leonardo? What does he represent? Bravery. Pizza. What well, pizza? Bravery, truth, honesty, and Michelangelo. What does he represent? Childishness. Childishness. Pizza. I was gonna say pizza. He also um, a sense of fucking fun, you know? sex. Yeah, he's, he's the very, he's the horny one. He's the hedonist of the group. Right. He just like wants pleasure at all times. Then you have Donatello. Donatello. Mm, what does he represent? Me. That's me. He represents me. I was gonna say pizza, but he's like he's the smart guy. He's the thinker. He loves science and he scientists. Loves science. Okay. And who then who do we have like Raphael? That's you. That's me. The brooding, the brooding one who captures bad boy. the combination of passion, but also you know misery. You know. Look at that beautiful line we walk between ecstasy and agony. Do you think this is where that Pixar movie got its idea? Up? It, inside Out? Oh. Where like you have four encapsulations of what it's like to be a human tur- turtle. Yeah, that's actually really beautiful, you know, when I yeah. think about it. So like when you look at one human turtle, you're like, wow, it looks like just one human turtle. But down deep, there's only really four versions of that human turtle. They're all scattering around his brain. Well, was it Freud, Hegel, or Jung who said that inside all of us are four turtles? I think all, it's, it's all the, of them conflict between those turtles that generate our identity it's the freud hegel hung freud hegel hung said it and it is true now as true then as it is now really as now true as it is then then um so the thing in this movie that i thought was great is that this movie is like okay so we have these turtles they're clearly special turtles but you know we we, we've seen in in a effortlessly rendered flashback in the first movie a lot of stop motion those flashbacks were really great i just remembered those look like an old home movie Right. It, it reminded me of Gumby, honestly. Yeah, one of the best... Those That was one of the best flashbacks in movies, I think. They like really 
I don't know. There's, it's rare when like movies have different cinematic techniques to show you that they're changing. There are some. Well, like in like Man of one. Steel, Zack Snyder's flashback at the end of that movie is the only good part of that movie. Yeah, well, that's true. That's, that's not a great I was, flashback. It wasn't, it was, that wasn't exactly my point, but I like your point. I will remember you. Will you remember me? I just rewatched the some. Is that was that playing in? The, I think all flashbacks should have that point. Community <laughs> does that, but also in 30 Rock, Jonathan sings that to Jack Donaghy when uh, they change floors. Oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. But yes, no, so so we saw like, okay, some ooze hit them, but what ooze? Why? Why did mm, it do this? So what do we need? A whole, a whole movie, movie dedicated to... The, se- One, two, three. the secret, secret the of secret the ooze. ooze. Baby, cowabunga. Yeah. And that's what we get. And uh, what's cool about this movie that I like, and it, it is a weird, strange... I made the argument that I think I convinced you this is a trash piece. Yeah. And that it is objectively a bad movie, but it is so delightfully bizarre that it is, I think, it, it carries its weight despite being in every way inferior to the first film and basically just somewhat of an aimless stroll down nothing lane at the end of the day. Yeah, it's his inferior to most films, but... yeah. Uh, I used Trashter Piece in my Letterboxd review. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I, I'd like because I, I agree with you. It is a Trashter Piece. It like leans so hard into being terrible. Right. It could. It only could have been done on purpose. Yeah. It, I mean, again, we can't stress enough. The first movie came out in 1990. This this was clearly rushed into production so quickly. People's heads spun. And if it was directed by Michael Pressman, there was probably a sound effect like. It was. Wow, oh, you're saying fun. if yeah. oh, so when if they, that moment when they rush into production happened in his movie, there would be an accompanying like rushing sound effect and like a bell or something. Has anyone directed a movie about themselves making a movie? I uh, yes, absolutely. I feel like Werner Herzog's done that. Schnecterdy. Oh, I mean, but like making a biopic about himself. I mean, isn't that didn't Herzog do that with Fitzcarraldo? That's what I'm thinking. Well, sort of. Kind of, not I'm really. Like, I really like this premise. Like they really pushed of, the boat up the thing of Michael Pressman. Yeah, I mean that's basically a movie that shows what happened. Like he basically documentized Hearts his own of darkness. Movie. I do. I want to see the Pressman making of the the secret of the use. Yeah. Okay. So basically, what I like about this movie is that it emits lots of really bad bits. Oh, let's talk about this. this. This movie is like you like the turtles, right? You like their bits. Guess what? Guess what, fucker. All bits. Remember in the first one, there was like almost no bits. Right. It's actually a pretty moody, like textural. I we loved the first. We movie. loved the first one. And this one is like, they're like, you love the turtles, right? So we're gonna face fuck you with turtle action, where they're gonna be constantly talking and doing bits. I, I think would Raphael doing the monologue from the end of Casablanca is the worst thing in the movie. I hate that shit so much. It's like Looney Tunes, but not cute. Yeah. Like it's so obnoxious. Or not even. It's not as violent as Looney Tunes. It's. It, should just, we should just watch Looney Tunes. We should watch Looney Tunes, honestly. Meh. Hey, you know what? You know, when I watch Looney Tunes, you know what I watch? I turn on the news. Because <laughs> it's like, what are they I doing? What are these? Yeah. They do that. It's like it's it, like a cartoon show. Is that Bugs Bunny or I don't know any news? Yeah, like uh, I've heard of an orange carrot that Bugs Bunny ate, but an orange president? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you're a journalist. Uh, I'm a journalist. And there's great journalism in this movie. Yeah, so I want to talk about that later. <laughs> we'll put but I do want to talk about it. So what I want to get back to from earlier is that um, the movie is an understandable emotional and psychosexual experience. Talking about this one or the first one? The, this film. Okay. Secret of the Ooze, of course. What else can I be talking about when I talk about psychosexual search for meaning? Um, the, the Turtles want to find out what their origins are. And they realize through reporting done by April O'Neil, um, who is played by a second April O'Neil who is lesser in every way. Every way. She's just a very boring April. We, I miss original April. She was scrappier. So Judith, whatever. She was great. Anyways, um, 
So they're like, we can finally find out because Splinter's like, hey, T-R-G-I-R-D-A, whatever, the company that made the ooze, check out, this is the vial we came from. It says that on there. We're going to find out the truth. And then they find out the truth about themselves and it's boring. Yeah. And they're faced with a moment that I think is actually shockingly incredible for a children's movie that has lots of jokes like, oh, jeepers, my nunchucks are stuck on your pizza or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah next time I'm going to give you some mustard. Yeah, you love that. Is that a joke? Yeah. That wasn't a joke. You felt pretty taken aback by that. Well, I mean... Explain the context. It is pretty funny. Okay. They're in a classic... Wait, you told me to explain it. They're in a, I'm, I'm saying the scene, then you explain right. it. You're bad at saying the scene, remember? I'm trying to get better. How am I going to get better without trying? I don't know. I'm not going to find out now. They go to a basement mall with the worst robbery in the world. Yeah. Okay, and, what, and what's down there? Oh, it's my turn now? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, that was really quick. I'm sorry. I should have just let you do it. Yeah, well, you know what? We got there together, and here we are. Okay, so there's men wearing mama's panty. Not mama's panties. Why did I say that? Jesus, I don't know, man. I really don't know. Wow, he really surprised me that time. Um, nylons. Right. Mama's nylons. Wow. You know. They're all wearing mama's nylons. The fact that we're not making people pay for this is... Uh... We will, though. Be careful. We'll come for your money soon. Sure. Do you want to take a minute? Do you want to unpack that? Mommy's nylons or panties or whatever? I mean, the scene where the two creatures, and they all come forward to Shredder. Or the Shredder. This is what I'm talking about. That scene setting was abysmal. I'm you trying. Just okay, let me... Get back to the fucking thing. Okay, no, no, I'll no, do no, it for you. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I was really affected by how they both wanted him to be their mama. Let's talk about it later. We're talking about your goddamn mustard joke well, you hated. No, you told me let's take a break. Let's unpack it. Mama's Nylons. Mama's Nylons. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I regret opening this door. Anyway. So the turtles... No, sorry. The boy. Kino. He shows up. Right. So Kino is actually an Asian protagonist in these movies who's not a, an old man or a, a rat, which I think is a step in the right direction. Even though it he, is. He fat shames someone almost instantly in the movie, which it's is pretty cool. Not great. Oh, this girl's like, I don't oh. want to go on your motorcycle. He's like, fuck you, you fat piece of shit. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like, cool. what the fuck? That was our intro. But like, I, I like in the 90s, that was like a, a, a nice familiar, oh, this guy's cool. <laughs> yeah. He told that woman she was fat. What a Man, I miss Andy. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah. Andy has like a similar vibe, but at least his was like just... Wow, just like so much less focus. We speak, of course, of Jaws 2's uh, secret hero, Andy. Yeah, Andy. I miss him every day. Yeah. He tries the punch, hates the punch, pours the punch back in the punch bowl. What a fucking Fuck. That's a Okay, so Mike Ledge was fighting a fucking foot soldier or a nylon guy. Yeah. Uh, so he kicks some ass. And this, well, let's, let's take a break from this. Just explain the fucking thing. Well, I just want to say. <sighs> God damn it. Okay. Um... Kino gets into a fight with some guys. He easily handles them because he's a fucking, he's the best fighter in the movie. He is. He's incredible. He rules. He's great. The fighting with the turtles blows this movie. They're clearly so encumbered by the costumes. Fucking go for it then. The turtles show up. Okay, the turtles show up. And they get into the fucking most. List, them. List the names. I got it. Okay. Got Mikey. Gotta say the full name. All right. The, the, the full names are easy. Those are well. Then the, do them if they're easy. Michelangelo, Donatello, Donatello, Leonardo, Raphael. Okay, great. They're all there. The gang's yeah. all there. You're Raphael. I'm Donatello. Sure. That was actually, I think, the reason why this was so successful as a cartoon, comic book, movies. Everyone likes like Power Rangers. All those things with those multiple things, each with like as we we're talking about the four versions of the human turtle. Of course, yes. You can go to your friends and be like, "I'm Don." And you're like, yeah, I'm Raphael. Like, you can choose the one of the group, still feel part of the group, but, like, really focus in on the one that you like the best. 
Yeah, it's also part of this touchy-feely 90s liberal culture that, you know, Democrats used to weaken our country. Because in the past, it was, there's one strong dad man, and it's John Wayne, and he just shot the bad guys, yeah. be they Native Americans or just generally no, not, it. not white people. Yeah. Or uh, even worse, Europeans. He would just gun them down. Yeah. And that was just, you know, and the game he played was either you were uh, Captain Daddy or you got shot. And that was, that was an America that won us how many world wars? One. At least two. Which... We helped out in one, and I think we get the big dub for that. We helped. What did we do in one? I think we sent the Doughboys over to Europe land to fight off uh, the Kaiser's the, the Kaiser's cronies. And I think, like like in baseball, you get the save, right? I mean, that's, that's a win. True. If you know, I think if if you if if World War One was a baseball game, okay. So what do you get when you France started against start. the, the Axis because they were yeah. right there? I guess Belgium started. Okay, well, look, I don't want to get into the politics. Who said what, when? I hate it when you get into politics. I know. Well, you know, I hate it when I turn on the news and it's friggin' uh, a cartoon show. Give me one. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. Okay. Uh, yeah, Mike Pence want to have dinner with the lady? Unless he calls his wife mom? <laughs> this is bad. I what? I don't good. get that one. Just please, please. I don't please. get it. Rugged individualism won us world wars. We okay. won in Korea. We run in Vietnam. Can I ask you a serious question? Yeah. In baseball, yeah, sure. not in wars. The starting pitcher, do they get the win? If you pitch for, I believe, a certain number of innings, then the win is your win. And you, and if you pitch at the end, you get a save. There's a complex, or you also get a win if you preserve the save. Yes. So a save's the same as a win. No, it's a save. It's a different stat. Okay. Yeah. So you get you have wins, losses, and saves. Correct. Okay, but is never there a, f- a tie. So what happens? You can't tie in baseball. What happens if you start pitching? Okay, you pitch the requisite number of innings to get your win. Sure, but then you lose the game. Yes. Do you, as the starting pitcher, you get the loss? You get the loss, and what does the finishing pitcher get? N- 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 Do you also get a loss, or is there a fourth I think term? Like they're like blown saves have become a stat over time. I don't really. Is want there to talk wins, about this right now. losses, saves, and? The Rugged for- individualism won us the wars in Germany. We've never in lost Germany a war. again, never lost a war. We've Korea, never lost Vietnam, a war. Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia. Um, we helped out uh, in other places. R- Rwanda, I think we know. R- Somalia. We did other stuff. Yeah. We won all of them. Then in the 90s come, all of a sudden, everyone's like, ooh, I'm a little, oh, I'm part of a team. I've got friends. Fuck that. You're saying fuck that. I'm saying friendship is horrible. What? What? Did oh, Terminator yeah, need what? friends in the first movie? No, and he did pretty good. I mean, he had millions other like himself. Well, but, but he had a we, truck driver friend. He did, well, we later learned about the truck driver friend. By the way, big <laughs> scoop. Would be so, huge scoop. Oh, my God. What's this? This is coming out after. Never mind. Forget it. Fuck me. <laughs> We're recording this before recording our Dark Fate episode. Yeah. But we did learn from the trailer of Dark Fate, which, by the way, the trailer, I would give zero bags of popcorn. There is a indeed a Terminator truck driver in the sixth movie because they're like, what does this movie need? A truck driver. Yeah. Who makes these movies? Like James Cameron. <sighs> Next question. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so you're saying earlier. So I was trying to get to this point like about half an hour ago. No, yeah, no. Tell, tell, how, tell your horrible meat story. He uses the fucking yeah. meat as nunchucks. He says, "I'll I'll use the mustard next time." You're an idiot. Wait, I, I said that the first time. You said that was bad. You didn't do even close to that the first time. Yeah, I did. He said he threw meat at him, and he said, "I'll give you the mustard." No, he said, "I'll next time I'll you." I don't just, remember. Just anyway, the fucking, point was this joke. Yeah. My real point, we're talking seriously now. Okay, shut the sorry, fuck up. Sorry. This movie decided. Serious talking now. 
talking serious. This movie decided to, rather than actually write a real joke, which you could have done, I could have done it, because there's a, there's a phrase, I'll give you the mustard. I've never heard of this phrase. You've never heard I've this never phrase? I've never heard, I'll give you the mustard. Hey, hey Siri. Hey, Google it, you fucking freak. What does the phrase, I'll give you the mustard, mean? Okay, I found this on the web for, hey, Siri, what does the phrase, I'll give you the mustard, mean? Check it out. Thanks, I will. Just cut the mustard. Yeah, it doesn't exist, you fucking liar. Jesus Siri, Christ. you've abandoned me. My time Siri, of need. Siri, 11 Siri. Yeah, it I only thought. responds to that's me. I, I spent an hour setting up so it only responds to me. Well, you have a robot friend. Say it. Hi, you fucking freak. Hello. This is just like Blade Runner 2049, basically. I'm just saying. The you phone can, is your you know what? dead wife. You can keep your fucking daddy. I'm daddy. I'll kill you all. I got my little robot friend right here in my pocket all the time. Do you know what John Wayne would have done with that phone? Who? Shot it. John, John Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. yeah, he just killed it. Okay, so the movie is basically the well, turtles my, realize they're not special. My serious point was that that's my serious point. We we're just talking about jokes. This movie, over <sighs> and over again, for hour and a half, chooses to not write jokes. Not quite an hour and a half. And yeah, this movie does not get to ninety good. minutes, and it is thank God kind of crazy they got as long as there's they one funny joke in the entire movie. There's two funny jokes. You, there was your okay. favorite. And my, my favorite, favorite was. The guy with the ponytail. Classic character from the 90s. Okay, so, so, so basically the, the, the climax of the film, which we've alluded to in past episodes, um, features Vanilla Ice rapping the legendary Whoa. Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go part. It's extraordinarily strange. I was nice dancing during the credits. I almost like took a video, dancing. but then I knew like a cat, you'd get scared and walk away. Much like a cat, yes. Um, they're in the club, and there's two like ultimate 90s, 80s club guys. They've so got, good. They've both got pierced ears and ponytails, like little ponytails. One of them's the thin, tall guy with the greasy ponytail. The other guy's like the gruff, like back of house guy. And they're, they're both Don Johnsoning it with t-shirts and, and suit yeah. jackets over. Yeah, And he's like, classic. what's this business? Where these guys come from? The extras? We hired extras? Gotta we call did... the cops. Get yeah. call the cops. Classic. When you have extras show up that you didn't hire, you call, call the, the police. But then, as the fight continues, the crowd is delighted by the antics of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So you know what I thought? What's that? I thought when he said, call the police, we're going to have a, a massive battle between turtles, big weird things, <laughs> the foot, and the police. I was like, oh, that would have been cool. This is a weird way to get the police involved, but I'll buy it because that sounds cool. And then, minutes go by after they're enjoying it, and he says, they're liking it. No, 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 no. Cancel it. this up, dude. The guy comes back, the little, the little guy comes back over with the phone and goes, it's the police. He goes like, what the fuck are you doing? They love this shit. Yeah. And, and then, 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 then this is amazing. And the guy goes to the cops, they like it. And then hangs up. Yeah. That's funny. That's a good joke. That's a good that joke. was like the only good joke in the movie. You like the other one. My was... favorite joke was, so shitty second April O'Neil as a shitty second boss replacing what Dennis or whatever, Carl, uh, the guy from the first, Charles. It was Charles. Yeah. You're right. He kept showing up at her house. The bald is like Stephen Toblerowski, but not as charismatic and interesting, uh, her boss. And, you know, they replace all of April in this movie and she's a new shitty boss. And she's like, I want to keep doing the report on the science man. And he's like, no, you got to do something else. Never really explained why. She's like, what else is there to do? And he goes, swim since the 90s. I look ahead. She goes, I'm not doing that. He goes, my interest picked. That's good. It's funny. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's clearly not as important a story. It's about swimsuits. It's funny. Yeah, and it was good. Yeah, I think he wanted to see April in a skimpy little bikini. Oh, you think that would have been how they did it? Yeah, I think so. You would have had the news reporter dress up in a bikini? I think in the coercive, toxic male environment of the 90s office, that's very likely. Yeah, actually probably is. It's amazing Like April is not more harassed by her coworkers. Yeah. Like, I think a grittier, a, a Todd Phillips, if you will. <sighs> Man, 
Hey, talk about reboots. <sighs> Imagine if our guy Todd got his hands on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Wow. Okay. Yeah, pretty good, right? That was great. Yeah, that's good. Wow, stuff. I just watched a whole movie in my head. Honestly, I would watch. I know SNL did the Grouch parody already, which was very funny. Yeah. Uh, but if they did Casey Jones, the the like Todd Phillips origin story, just called Casey. Who's Casey Jones? From the first movie. Wait, Elias Codius from the first movie. Are you, from first which movie? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What is? Who's Casey Jones? Is this a bit? I don't know. It's definitely not a bit. Casey you Jones is the, is the guy that. He's the man with the hockey mask who fights yeah, crime with them. I know. You just said you didn't know. I know. I like making you weird. I like making you frustrated. You like making me weird. Yeah. Like, By pretending to have forgotten a central character from the first well, film. I, at first, I forgot because I thought you were talking oh, about... Well, oh, did you? Oh, I you covered you were, it so well. I thought you were talking about Joker because you're not being clear today. I'm making a connection between gritty origin stories... Right. And the work of Mr. Todd Phillips of the Hangover 3 now thing. Now I get it. Yeah. Well, fucking welcome to the party. Go, Ninja. Go, go Ninja. Go. Go, did ninja, you, okay. go, Ninja. So did go. you catch my point earlier, which I think is an interesting point and a smart point brought up by a smart man? The turtles think that they're special, but feel yeah, like the very rote explanation. Because they get essentially in, in science talk from the British science guy who's trying to either clean up or hide the transgressions <laughs> of the science unclear. company. Very, At first, I thought he was going to be the bad guy, but then he's very quickly kidnapped by the Shredder. Right. And he be- becomes he the makes, good guy. He makes the baby monsters, which we'll get to. Yeah. Also, like, there's also Baxter or whatever, the fly character from the Ninja Turtles world, who is a scientist with a bow tie. So I was like, why are you setting the table for this yeah. and not giving us this fucking fly adjacent thing? Maybe it was too close to Cronenberg's fly? Maybe. Maybe it was before. This 91. When was fly? Mm, don't know. Okay. Hey, Siri. Oh, when did the fly Christ. come out? The Flyers play the stars tomorrow. Wow, nice PM. fucking phone, you dipshit. Awful. Hey Siri. When did Cronenberg's The Fly come out? 1986. There, I Googled it, you fucking idiot. You're useless, Here's Siri. What I found. No one cares. Can you just talk to me, please? I already found it. Please. Your phone's humiliating you. I'm asking you questions, just showing me stuff so maybe, on a screen. Maybe years in advance they were like When I'm asleep in bed, like nodding off and I ask you these questions, Siri. I don't want to look at the screen. I want you to say, 1986, Charles, the year after you were born. Good night. I love you, Charles. I love you too, sweet lady. Bring up pornography. I'm sorry, Charles. I can't do that. Hey, Siri, bring up pornography. You don't even... Wow. This is humiliating for you and the Apple Corporation. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I like the daddy now. Thank you. Yes, you shoot it. You shoot it so good. That's. I wish they'd make a movie where John Wayne comes back, maybe in 3D, <laughs> and he's like, these, these kids on their damn devices, <laughs> and the Jewish media telling lies about Trump. There we go. And he just shoots everybody. And then oh, not their cheers. phones. I thought he was just going to shoot their phones. Oh, there's a scene at the beginning. He goes into a bar, like an old Western movie. Yeah. But instead of everyone turning to face him, they're all in their damn oh, devices. No. They're all in their damn devices. <laughs> no. And he shoots all their phones. He shoots all their phones out of their hands. Oh. And it's, it's a commentary, if you think about it. <laughs> uh, we could get Clint to direct it. Everyone's on their damn devices. We could get Clint to direct. Yeah. And I think in the interviews, he'd be like, well, honestly, the movie's about how, if you look at the world today, everyone's on their damn devices. Yeah. Yeah. I've been looking at the world, he'd say. And what, I, what I'm seeing is screens, faces seeing, lit with blue screens. Sometimes people are wearing glasses. I can see their screens reflected Remember in their Google glasses. Remember Google Glass? Yeah. Is that just, we all agreed that that was like the douchiest thing a person could do? But yeah, I, I think that's why they didn't take off because it actually seems sort of useful in a it way. It sounds useful if you're like 
a doctor or right. a soldier. So that you could look up like, Wikipedia and how to cure someone rather than memorize shit. Exactly. Hold on. Hey, but Siri, in real life, this guy's skin like, looks like shit. They're like, I'm walking to a bar or I'm like live streamed that. And people are like, no, this sucks. Get yeah. That shit out of Remember that someone was like, so I was discriminated against from a Google Glass. Remember that? Yeah. I got another uh, example. Please. The segue. Just critic like made fun of because it is goofy looking and now 10 years later the e-scooter is huge well and famously the because guy they don't look the silly was killed by a segway yeah that was one of the best stories ever it's really great it's oh. like how mr guillotine was killed by a guillotine was he yeah famously did he by accident or no, was they were like we got to kill the smart people because we're socialists okay so slightly different story because mr segway he just, just died up a cliff or something cliff. yeah oh, that's funny that's funny that's that shit's funny they should make a hey you know what they can't write this stuff they can't write this stuff. They should make a, a like same way they made a Jobs biopic twice. They should make Segway. two. Yeah, Segway. And then Mr. Segway. <laughs> Jeff Segway. Jeff Segway. What was his, was his name? Segway? I, I sincerely doubt that. I hope so. God, I hope so. Uh, we can only dream. God, I hope so. Hey, Siri, who invented the Segway? Hey, Siri, listen to me. This is genuinely bad podcasting and pathetic. Who invented the Subway? Jared Fogel. Subway has two founders, Peter Buck and Fred DeLuca. Famously, Peter Buck from <laughs> this REM. This phone is my worst friend. Peter this Buck from sucks. REM, in addition to playing that legendary electric guitar, also founded Subway. Okay, so in the movie, they want to be special, but when they're told right. by the British science guy that there's actually a very boring explanation for why they are the way they How are. How many times have we tried to get to this point? They're faced with a, a conundrum, an existential conundrum, where, where Donatello, Just I think, Donatello. is hit most of all. Yeah. Right, because he's the, the thing. That's me. Want. Right, because Leonardo is motivated by duty. Michelangelo is motivated by wanting to come all the time. Yeah. Raphael is motivated by a deep self-loathing, which I identify with. And then you have uh, Donatello, who's like, "What? Why? What is the reason why?" Love science. Love science. He in- implicitly trusts the science guy, which again, you keep thinking it's going to be a build-up to a reveal, but no, he no. Just trusts science guys. I guess is the message. Remember that scene where they're hiding under the stairs, talking to each other at a weird angle. Yeah, in the club scene, because they wanted that shot to be a one-shot for some reason, and it looks like trash, because they didn't like, do a simple cut. <laughs> but the main takeaway is that Donatello loves science. And you think about science, what has science given us? Uh, vaccines that cause autism. Yep. The Tuscaloosa experiments that gave black men syphilis for like a half of a century or whatever. That's it. MK Ultra, which, you know, obviously... What's that? It was when the CIA used LSD to try to perform mind control operations on people mm, in the 60s. That sounds cool. It wasn't actually cool. It did some bad stuff. Oh, science is bad. Wait. But it gave us the music of the Grateful Dead, baby. You love that. I do love a little bit of the dead. I'm a little bit of a deadhead. You love a little bit or a lot? I love a lot of it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Don't fucking lie to I'm me. I'm talking Don't all the way from to Pigpen to Vince Welnick. I'm there for you, the band the Grateful Dead. So Donatello is faced with this question now where sure. he's like, what do I do with this information? You know what? I, let's talk about Todd Phillips making this movie. Oh, sure. I feel like if this were a good movie, there would have been maybe a couple... Like the first one, Raphael's all conflicted. And that conflict carries the plot. Where the plot is all about this resolution of self. Here it's like they learn about the ooze and then it's like... Donatello's like, oh my God, I thought we were special. We're not. But they didn't talk about it at all before. And it basically just goes away after that. So it's like, okay cool who gives a shit well that's a really good point i think you're totally right because all the fight scenes in this are just like they're not oh plot God. driven really they're just sort of like well there's very convenient plot stuff like oh we've got to feed the monsters <laughs> the ice cubes and the donuts which is like this is dog shit and crazy yeah. also they talk about feeding people surreptitiously feeding people stuff in this movie and they don't use pizza which is so fucking I know. psycho 
Michael Pressman, you psycho. I mean, you're known for the Pressman push, but God damn it. You the Pressman pushed... push is glorious in this movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a poll. There's a Pressman push and the, the Pressman, Pressman poll. Yes, and we He's... all know what oh Michael Pressman, a, a god of the industry. They're like, wait, let's take this seriously. Let's smell the pizza. And they go, <sighs> and then the Pressman puss. Puss, the Pressman puss. I can't say um, The pizza looks like dog ass in this movie, they, which is crazy. <laughs> they, they were so intent on having this, the gooey strands of pizza from like the comics and the cartoons. Oh, my God. That they, that it looks like they had like just like a mountain of cheese, and it looks like vegan pizza. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, it looks like vegan pizza. Unsuccessful frequently. Yeah. That's diplomatic enough, I think. Yeah. I've had some good you. vegan pizza. I, I was vegan for a, a spell. In this movie, it looks a bit plasticky, the pizza cheese. I mean, it was made in 91. The good old days, baby. Of the good old days of vegan pizza? I was one. You were one year old. You were six. Yeah. Wow, this is... This breaking, is the, breaking. The first time Josh has ever correctly aged me on the podcast. Well, earlier you, you wow. gave away your age by saying you were born a year after the fly. That's true. So you remembered. A year before the fly, excuse me. Yeah, a year before. I was You're born. five years older than me. Yeah. Wow. Can you imagine if I got to see the fly when I was one? Maybe I, I, I assume that's Maybe my dad showed it to me. Yeah. It's like, boy. He called me boy. And he was like, that's boy. what Jews do in laboratories. He did not say that. You're right. And it's kind of a bummer because the first movie, like a lot of it is about grappling with things. And this movie alludes to some of those struggles and certainly depicts how irritating teenagers are as yes. they discover their identity. Um, but a lot of the action is just setting up more quips. And it's a little suffocating. The quips bad are quips. bad. They're, they're endless. There's bad bits, bad business, bad quips. There's no good any of that. Right. None of this movie really adds up to much. Like I said earlier, a long walk down nothing lane to nobody. But we do get more Shredder, which is kind of great. I love that in the first movie, he's killed gruesomely by being yeah. crushed in a fucking trash compactor. And this movie is like, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. My face is more fucked up than before. We're not even going to see it. We don't see it, which is another weird thing they set up and don't deliver on. I know. I thought because when they showed the first scene, there was this like beautiful ray of light. And I was like, oh, my God, he's going to. They're like, whoa, look at his fucking face. And then he's like standing just outside of the ray of light. Like, oh, yes, this is going to be good. I already, you know, I was ready for it. He's going to step forward. We're going to see his fucked up, mutilated face. Nothing. Just cut. Nothing. Just like what Obama got us after eight years. Nothing. Zing. Orange band bad. Double zing? I think so. Wow. Um, So let me ask you this. Uh, This movie is extremely plot light to be very generous to it. In the first movie, a lot happens. Homes are destroyed. Homes are remade elsewhere. They leave the city. They come back to the city. Are you talking... Unlikely family forms. They use their ninja powers to actually summon Ghost Splinter. Hell yeah. And in this movie, they're like, what if the stakes were substantially lower in Mm. all ways? And basically... More pizza-driven. More pizza-driven. Now, again, this is a series, and and, and something we talk about often is the evolution of the world. And this is something we talked about. You you specifically were like, please, Josh, I'd love to talk about this during the podcast, I would. But they get a new home base in this movie, Mm. which we will return to in the third movie. Spoiler. Don't spoil it. Just did. Can't take it back. Wow. It's been said. I wish I could time travel like they do in the third movie. Oh, I just spoiled you. Shithead. Fuck you. So, okay, in this movie, they in the first movie, of course, the Foot Clan raids their dingy su- sewer zone and steals Splinter. And in this movie, they're they're fucking up April's apartment, which in the first movie looked like a real apartment. It was dingy and <laughs> shitty and awesome. Yeah. And this movie looks like a fucking, like, three-bedroom in L.A. It's like a just a completely different universe. They get a new home base by literally falling into it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what, Charles, you had a, a strong reaction to this. I did. Yeah. 
Cobwebs. Was there a different reaction that I had? Uh, I just remember screaming cobwebs. Well, you didn't. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I, I I liked it in the 90s. It like it was really tapping into, I think that's why Harry Potter was so successful. Because it tapped into this like secret world of being a misunderstood young person. And like part of that is having a home base that's away from adults where you can go chill, hang out. Like in the foot, the first movie, The Foot Clan, you yeah. get my kids want to hang out in The Foot Clan. That shit was awesome. That place rules. Skateboarding, fucking poker, cigarettes, playing video games. Video games, my personal favorite of the four. Yeah. And no one's How would you no rank one, those? No one on their devices. Smoking cigarettes. One. God, I've ever won. Poker. Three. Skateboarding. Four. I can't do it. Video games. Two. Okay. Great I've ranking. smoked more cigarettes than I've played. That's not true. I, I guess video games won. They had a big impact on me. I We're not doing how much time you spent doing these activities. Um, well, no, it's, I'm not saying it's time-based. I'm saying what have I given my life over to, to be fair. You'd say video games more than smoking? I don't smoking. know. Smoking is uh, pretty cool. It's way cooler than... Well, video games are pretty cool these days, too. That's true. You can be an e-sportsman. Yeah. Or I, lady. Or girl sports. You. I wanted to be one of those. Gamers rise up. Yeah. Yeah. My ranking Hell is yeah. video games. Yeah. Um, skateboarding, because I really want to skateboard, but I can't. But I bet if I gave it enough time, I could do it. They say start skateboarding at 35. That's that's the time you want to start. Right. Tony said that to me. Hawk? Yes. Mr. Tony Hawk? He told me that. Oh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4? The video game told me yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, cool. You put in your age and you make a fake face and says, you can start skateboarding now. Wow. Yeah, so I was like, well, wow. that seems like a very specific uh, instruction to begin Sign skateboarding from at this Tony. in your mid thirties. Thank you, Tony. Wow, why was he not in this movie? That would have been great. I feel like they have the the greatest living rapper in nineteen eighty one, Vanilla yep. Ice. He why was not? the greatest living skateboarder in ninety one, probably. For all I know, yeah. Why well, I get Michael Jordan in there too? Oh shit, was he busy? When did uh, was he busy? Space Jam come out? Ninety six. Yeah. <laughs> He was not busy at all then. He could have made a movie. Yeah, Mike. I was he gambling on your own games, you sick fuck? Well, did he do that? He did. Oh, my God. It's one of the most repressed stories in all sports, baby. Wow. And you're going to break it here. You heard it here. When will it end? When will it end? A podcast. <laughs> about movie franchises. We watch all of them. But yes, okay, so getting back to this, you talked about the success of having a cool home base far away from yeah. adults. And, and th- do you think this is a successful cool home base? I mean, I think it had promise. They never actually did anything except buy two bags of chips. The bare essentials. The bare, that's not a joke. Yeah. He's like, we're buying the essentials. And there could have been many jokes that come with, like, honestly, it was a visual gag that didn't even need recognition through the script. But he says, the bare essentials. It'd be great if he, like, got condoms then was like, just kidding, and then knocked him away. And they all high-fived because they just bare back people. Cowabunga. No, I guess the AIDS crisis was in full effect in the 90s, especially in New York. So maybe they... Maybe they probably would have taken yeah. it more seriously. Well, this Maybe. movie has some messages in it. In, in their new home base, they do make a recycling sign. And that's really cool. So they could have had a sign that said, hey, use protection. AIDS yeah. is a killer. There's no cure. Yeah. Those are two messages that I would... I think those are the two most messages. The two most messages. Yeah. You think Re- those are the two most always messages? Always recycle and be protective. Be protective. Yeah. Sexually. Or just in general? Or? No, just in general. Oh, just be protective. I mean, it, it, it definitely can be used sexually. The be- protection? Yeah. Yeah, okay. The message. They do seem, again, the, Mikey is the horniest turtle oh in this movie. Oh, my God. He, like, he has time at the club to f- try to fuck someone. 
Do you like when they go into like a perfectly choreographed dance at the club? That's where this movie starts to melt into full psychedelic nightmare zone, where like they defeat the monsters and then start just immediately doing a eerily well choreographed dance on stage with Vanilla Ice. And you're like, what? Like, okay, we talk often in these series when a series starts to transcend itself to become a cultural phenomena that's so lost in itself that it gets up its own ass. And I think we talked about often uh, Austin Powers 2, the worst mm-hmm. of the series. Sure. Spy Shag, me, very successful, but an extremely up its own ass movie. It's not that much fun to watch. No. It's T2, obviously, awful. is a complete fucking nightmare of a film. Yeah. And so I think we're getting a similar effect with this where, like, you know, now that it's really drunk in its own story and its own success, it's not fun. They're, they're spiking the football right and left in this movie. Right. And I think that's why I'm going to take it back. <gasps> I don't think this is a trash piece. Wow. I think this is a fuck you. This is like them. This is already making the cash grab. Like they started with a loving gesture in memory of Jim Henson. That's wild, by the way. This movie is dedicated to Jim Henson. He oh, would be outraged. Yeah. Rip. Rip? Rest in peace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were... It's a cool guy. I, don't, I get rip. it. I thought you were going to rip something. Always... I'll rip your mind open with this hot take. Whoa. Jim Henson, overrated. I'm just <laughs> yeah. kidding. He's probably... He's fine. He's great. He made a whole... He did. A, he Actually, basically built an entire genre of entertainment. So. Of nightmare entertainment. Yeah, I know you just up. use that word, but I, I really find his Muppets... My dad and I may disagree on most things, but he refused to show us the, the Sesame Streets... Why? All those that movies. great. Because he hated puppets. My dad is very, he's a super taster. And I think that goes into his mental state, too. Where well, he I'm like, sorry. What I, think is the, correlation? I think the Uncanny Valley is like... You, you told me you, you suspect he was lying about the super taste. No. I think he's telling the You've truth. You've insinuated that this no, I is a, cl- a facetious claim. I, I never meant to say that. Say sorry, Daddy. I'll say it later. Every night. Every night I call you say that. Sorry, Daddy. Sorry, Daddy. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think his super taster abilities affects him in all ways, much like a Wolverine gets sick of all the killing, you know? He has the killing inside of him, but he gets sick of it. Like, having superpowers, as we've learned from more recent superhero movies, is bad. It's sad. It's hard. It is sad, yeah. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Mommy's panties? No, no, no. Sorry. Um but yeah, like he couldn't stand puppets. I think the Uncanny Valley just like really was hard for him. So like for most people, they'd be like, oh, that's sort of weird. Maybe it's cute. I'm not sure. He would go into conniption fits on the floor when he saw a puppet. That's fucked up. Or an animated film. He wanted to be grounded in a reality of a Antonioni or a Godard. He wanted to feel the real life of rich white people in Europe. Did that's- you see uh, Goodbye to Language? No, what's that? The Godard 3D movie that came out. Oh, no, I didn't see that. I saw that in theaters in 2014. How was it? I hated it at okay. the time. I really, I remember my joke was more like goodbye to 20 bucks. <laughs> that's a good, that should have been in good. this movie. Yeah, that's pretty good. That should have been in this movie. Yeah, Godard should have shot uh, Teenage Mutant Turtles. She would, he, the, he would have really gotten to the pathos of it all. Okay, so here's what I'm trying to say. Uh, this movie, to its credit, I'm going to try to put a little light on this. Um, we're sort of, I think, fully having brought back Shredder again and brought back pretty much everyone from the first movie with the addition of the two Freudian masterpieces of the baby monster <laughs> snapping turtle wolf that they used the oh goo- ooze to 
Shredder basically emerges just drunk on rage and revenge, and he's like, I'll kill the turtles with something equal to them, but makes these two idiotic creatures that do very little. They mostly throw people. We see a lot of turtles getting thrown. I like that plot point. Not the the throwing point, but like, if you took away all the fight scenes and actually made them real fight scenes that looked cool, the plot of this movie is really good. Shredder's back. He's pissed. He's ugly now. He wants revenge, so... He uses ooze that he finds to make bad beasts that are going to fight our hero beasts. That's a great fucking movie. I do like the premise, yeah. I would argue, I think what we observed in the climax of the film is that clearly the technical limitations of all of this were so demanding that what we're left with is a very unimpressive fight. I disagree. The first movie had fight scenes that worked. No, but this movie doesn't work the same way. I'm just saying, but obviously the technical, maybe Jim was required. (sighs) Whoa. Wow. I think Jim was like the mastermind, and when he died, they didn't know how to work the puppets anymore. Well, he anymore. built the crazy apparatuses. Was he the only department. puppet master in the U.S. in 1990? Unlikely, but it must have been a huge hit, you know? It's Jim yeah. Henson, for Christ's sakes. I'm just saying, like... It's like when Elvis Presley died. Yeah, but I mean, when Elvis Presley died... Michael Jackson, king of pop. Right, you get some new... Maybe that's why we switched to CGI. We're like, the, the king is dead. Queen Latifah. Long live the king. Queen well, of R&B, I guess. Okay. Hip-hop. Huh, I'm not sure we're, we're connecting right now. Just thinking about those songs. Thinking about those beautiful music. Oh, my God. Go Ninja, go, go ninja, ninja, go. Mommy's panties. Uh, uh, yes. So, uh, yeah, on paper, it's an interesting idea. I agree with you. I just think by the end of the movie where like every fight, because the, for the, they're even more technically inept in this movie than the first movie, every fight with the turtles involves one guy walking up to the turtles trying to do some stupid shtick with. And in the classic, the, the, the climactic fight at the end of the movie, they like roll barrels underneath. They, they like oh my King God. Kong them, basically. Yeah. It's like really dumb. Donkey Kong them. Oh, fuck. Shit. They don't do that in King Kong. Okay, no, they, didn't they hit him with a barrel? In King Kong? Don't they, they drop a barrel on him. In King Kong? I think they drop a barrel on him. They got him the plane, they're like, we drop a barrel on him. And they drop a barrel on him. In King and then, Kong? J- then Jack Black goes, it was the BD that killed it the beast oh i've only seen the original yeah because i refuse Jackson's to King watch Kong. remakes that's the there's another one yeah the original no, no jack black no actually yeah there's, there's baby jack black he was born in 1920 when did that come out eight Fuck i don't me. fucking know who cares i love the movie that's good as shit I've i shared that video of the they live audio over the you didn't know that that was king kong I thought it was just like one of your your shenanigans. You thought hijinks. I made that. I thought you made it. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. I mean, it, it's right. really cool. Charles is alluding to a bit of promotional material he made from a former job he had, which is, again, a beautifully well-told tale on the podcast to allude to the viral video made for someone years ago. You have to set the table, man. I made it for myself. Oh, God. He did the They Live audio of the Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper, Keith David fight over oh, the I King Kong T-Rex fight. Inter- inter- interrupt with some serious... Oh, sorry. Please be serious. In case uh, people didn't know, the, the, all of our episodes are now on YouTube. Are you, so, are you serious? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, because I actually do fucking work for this podcast. Uh, what do you yeah, do? Yeah, I'm the engineer. We're not I'm going over this again. We've gone over this many times. Yes, you spin the, the dials. You set it, forget it. You're really good at your job. Thank you. I think it's going to sound like shit, honestly, because we, we've fucked with the board so much. We We did? Well, they did. We, we touch off mic. We did some. There's some hardware changes here. Ooh, a little off mic action. A little off mic. I action. like that. They're gonna I be blew like, out the here's something for the podcast. I blew yeah. out the speakers on my computer. 
Oh my god! Just like at the end of this movie, where they kill Shredder. Holy shit! Yeah, there's a real <laughs> harsh noise moment. In this movie It's real industrial <laughs> shit. Where like, first off, uh, just a bad guy tip: if you have a valuable piece of something in a movie, don't just hold it up in the air for a while. Right? They do it many times. It never works out. For never them. works out. It'll get knocked out of your hand. Trust me. By a piece of glass. At one point, yes, inexplicable. Um, <laughs> Shredder again is sad, sad effort to beat the turtles, which is very confused the whole movie long. Just bad strategy, top to bottom. Uh, he's standing in front of a speaker and they jack up the volume on a Marshall stack and yeah. Mikey jams down a gnarly fucking with his two fat fingers. He manages to create, he rips a savage fucking oh. tone out of this guitar and it blows <laughs> shredder out of the building through a window. It's amazing. And much of the horror and possible delight of vanilla ice. Who of course at this point is cheering on the turtles along with the rest of the club. What do you think he was on? What mixture? Uh, I just what? assume like a like a heavy opiates, you know. Yeah, I have to guess that. vodka. I think vodka was involved. Vodka, too. coke, pills, downers, uppers, screamers. He was having a great time. Reds, blues, greens. What are these turtles, man? Yeah, that was my impression of Vanilla Ice. I guess that's why this is a trash trip piece for me because it's like, how much can a movie sell its soul? And it's like, oh, Vanilla Ice appears in the film and rap and is we are told we are led to believe freestyle raps an anthem for the turtles in real time of a fight. Like, that's amazing. No one would have that. You would be shot if you did that in 2019. Yeah. And maybe for maybe that's good. I mean, I think you're right. I think that scene is why I thought this was a trash trip piece. But I, it seems lazy. Hold like, on, it you loved you loved the outcome of this whole bit though. Mutant Shredder, you loved that. Yeah, it was a great was ending. I liked anything with Shredder in it. Honestly, every scene was Shredder and every scene was Splinter. Those they like carry this movie. Yeah, we get some more Splinter knowledge in this. What was that? He tells Kino, he's like, Kino, be patient, bro. Oh, yeah, that was a great scene. It was like cut in. So there's like fighting, rapping, bullshit, and then just hard cuts to Splinter saying, Kino's like, I just want to fucking fight, man. And Splinter says, don't fight. It is the last resort of, it's so far away. No, you're, you're being quiet now. Oh, I'm sorry. I've never been quiet in my life. That's crazy. We need a new symbol for when I'm... Because this just... I feel like I'm too far away. I've been moving back It's all like day. baseball. I'm like talking on my ear, tapping my chin. Yeah. Oh, that's so... You want to snap when I'm getting too far away. Right, And do your yeah. typical like... This is what I do. I'm in a minute ago, like, what does he do for the podcast? I'm like, I don't know. Saves the audio from your fucking yeah, wanton with, destruction. With completely ambiguous hand signals. Okay. In this movie, I'm basically the turtles, and you're basically when Shredder lets the monster babies knock down two light poles in Chinatown. <laughs> I like that scene where he's... Where he's, where he's like, like, I will send a message to the turtles. And they like knock down <laughs> knock two down. light poles and ruin a car. Cool. And then the cops are like, this is the most fucked up shit that's ever happened. You're like, what if the rape and murder that obviously goes on in this, you know? Yeah. Again, imagine if Todd Phillips directed this, the kind of message he would send Whoa. the turtles. They would kill like a whole school bus. Yeah. Eat that their would, innards. That would be a real message. I did like the scene where uh, Shredder... Not Shredder. Shredder? The Shredder. 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 I think it's like like Joker, Batman, Spider-Man. You can just really have fun with it. Okay, I'm having It's a, a dangling time. article. I'm having a great time. Good. Shredder, Shredder is like, these things are idiots. They're stupid babies. And then the scientist is like, no, they're not. And then he's like, yeah, they're stupid babies. We should kill them. <laughs> they're life. They're non-human life. And then they pick up a car and they're like, all right, they can pick up cars. Yeah, then he's like, oh, the car picking up could be helpful. Maybe he could throw turtles later. Hey, talking about uh, headquarters, the fucking, the Foot Clan's backup headquarters oh, is dope sh- as fuck. The wall of tires, the wall of barrels, the wall of ruined cars. The walls, they never stop. 
It's so sick. Yeah. I like how they couldn't get a single exterior shot of this amazing construction because it's so big and weird, but like I wanted more of that. That was amazing. So we've established that this movie was really good at physical world building, except for April's apartment. That was weird. But like, you know, we got a sense. Well, no, I'm going to take it back. The first movie was wet and it was dirty and it was gritty and it captured New York. And I think that's what we really liked about this movie was that it was a dirty New York movie. And like, well, that's, that's so gone from our culture. Anyone born after, how do you even know about it? I feel like anyone born after the nineties would barely even know that New York was like that. Maybe your dad. That's a good question. My, my, my parents left New York cause it, it was dirty. New yeah, York. So you probably the heard 80s. from them, but like, yeah. especially anyone born in the two thousands, like has no idea that, Cities used to be the most dangerous, garbagey, like violent places in in America. They're not all wealthy, you know. Get a little avocado toast, am I right? Millennials, so get me started. And now, now it's the hinterlands that are full of opiate-driven uh, serial murderers, right? Trying to get another fix from CBS. Yeah, because there's nothing left for them. No. Um, but anyway, so like this movie doesn't capture that at all. It has like a street where they knock over two light. It obviously looks like a set. Like nothing feels real. The only things that worked are the things that aren't real. Like these elaborate bad boy bases and the basement subway. Like all those things are very cool, but it's literally two scenes. Everything else looks like garbage. Trash. Trash to piece. I don't think this is a trash to piece. This is just trash. I think it just gets so psycho where like, Splinter's like, did you do a good job being secret? And they're like, yes, Splinter. And he holds up like the New York Post. It's like ninja rap created. He's like, you did a bad job. And then tells like, I don't want to do flips. And then make him do more. Ten flips. Ten flips. So, okay, we're at that point in the podcast. Let me ask you this. Charles, are you asking this point in the series? When will it end? Yeah. Really? You're out. I'm out. I can't take this anymore. Really? I thought this was like fun to watch. See, I know you, you, you really liked it. Maybe I really liked it, but you like you okay, so enjoy put this in context. It's we're recording this on a Friday afternoon. I've been dealing with a head cold all week. I've been dealing with work. It's been a lot going on. If you're gonna sit back and watch an 88 minute long movie, this is perfect for where I'm at. Can I slip into a, a tiny little corner? Please. What is your go to sick day movie? Great question. I have a few. Yeah, let's hear um, it. I really like this question because I think you're right. When you're sick, yeah. like okay, ten o'clock, price is right. Eleven o'clock. <laughs> What was on after the prison? I don't break? watch game shows. I'm just saying, like, when I was sick, I would, like, watch morning bad television, and then I would move into movies. And then I, I now I have a bunch of movies that I love to watch when I'm sick. What are yours? Um, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Okay. Which Never is a movie. seen it. It is so wonderful. Yeah. I can watch it a million times. It is the ultimate biopic spoof. It, the number of bits in it that are so good they shatter all other biopics. To is this, this John Riley? John C. Riley. It's a Judd Apatow movie that was not well received, and it is brilliant. The, the, the supporting cast is Chris Parnell. Uh, the incredible uh, Tim Meadows is fucking amazing in it. Uh, everyone from Jack Black to Jenna Fisher from The Office. It's, just, it's an amazing movie. It's so good. I could watch it. It's so fucking funny. Uh, so I watched that. Walk Hard. I've, uh, they Came Together, which is one of my favorite movies of all yeah. time. It's another spoof. That's kind of the zone I'm in. Then to continue that train. Yeah. So All right. Cool. McGruber. Great. Three spoofs. That's what I want when I'm so, sick. And I, I want to watch very broad comedy by people overcommitted to roles. That's I think I that's what, yeah, like one of the options when you're sick is to turn, as they say, your brain off. And like just be in a, be in, you're in the blanket, you got your tea, you got your tea, you got your blanket, and then you watch a movie that feels like a second That's blanket. what the mainstream media wants, yeah. 
Yeah. So like you have the first blanket, but you're maybe still cold, even though you have a fever. It's a blanket of lies. We have, the America's got a fever. No, we're the talking about sickly. Shut the fuck up. You keep doing this. You keep derailing the podcast. Trump's got the cure. Okay, go ahead. Uh, my sick movies are uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. A classic. Yeah, I could watch that. Like, just curl up into on the couch, watch it. It's it's to me that feels like home. I love that movie. Mm. Let's see another good movie. Okay, I think you're. I think comedies are especially like dumb comedies. Quotes air quotes around dumb. Those are like good couch movies when you're you, sick. You want to be disarmed when you're sick. I don't really want to watch Primer or Time Crimes or some yeah. shit where I'm like, oh, wait, what the fuck is happening? I want to be like, oh, Will Forte is going to suck Ryan Felipe's dick and it's funny as shit. Yeah. I actually rewatched Primer the other day. How was it? How's it all up? It's better every time. Really? Yeah. Is it fun to watch? It's like no, homework. it's not it's homework. fun. Yeah, it's it's homework. not like homework either. It's just an experience. Yeah, and this is like, <laughs> I'm so embarrassing. I've seen this movie, saw it when it came out. I've seen it like 10 times. And like, I'm just still getting plot that I should have gotten the first walk watch through. Wow. Yeah, I'm an idiot. So you're, you're very dumb. Yeah. Okay. I'd watch The Matrix when I'm sick. First Matrix is a good sick movie. So you're all about dumb spoof comedies. And I like the hard hitting action. Yeah, I mean, but like you know, then you're like you know, Point Break. I guess is a movie I've I've seen so many times that that is my chicken soup, and I can happily watch that. I'd watch that right now on my phone and watch the whole movie. Can I do it? No, uh, The Master. I've tried. I, that's I'll put that on to like lull me into a sense of security that there's interesting. Good in the world. That's interesting. That's the more the other end of this, right? I think, I think yeah. So uh, would Turtles Two, Seeker of the Use, be which one was that? Just hold it. Parallel okay, to your so fucking mouth. Parallel to, I'm doing like a Holding lazy. Holding your chin. I'm feeling lazy, baby. Don't, don't, it sounds like Look dog at me, I'm shit. slouching. You I just got this. slouched to affect that position. You didn't I've been slouching all back and forth. You're a fucking liar. Okay. Um, no, t- uh, t- Turtles 2, no. I, I can't imagine watching this again for another decade. <laughs> I would never watch this again. It was fine. I, I, I would give this like, I would, this is to me a C minus as opposed to a D plus, where it's like, this is not great, but it's also not that bad. And I, I have just no real complaint. It's like to point out the frivolity of Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, is like, come on. Do I have to point out this is not like fucking solo or whatever? Like, no I, shit. I just, first of all, want to make a super cut of all the times you reference solo. And two, I think we're looking at things bigger than that. We're on this podcast journey together. And I think what we've realized is that to go, let's say Turtles 1 was similar bullshit, but a little better. Like, yeah, this is a nice follow-up. But the first one was, like, strangely deep and endearing and had a lot of nice scenes. And, like, so many, every arc was fulfilled for me. And yeah. to go from that to this. It's a big step down, no question. It's a huge step that down. That being said. I give it a D. I'm that watching being... this from the historical perspective as having seen the third oh. one. In... <laughs> I'm dying. You're a historian. A times. I'm, a, I'm a bit of an amateur armchair historian. And, uh, <laughs> this is cool. I've never met one of those. Hello. Welcome. Good evening. Wow. Um, and I love Turtles 3. So I am watching this knowing that we're building up to what I hope holds up even <laughs> yeah. a little bit from my childhood because I loved this movie. And I guess at this point, you know, we can start to transition towards the end of this where we can announce we're going to have a guest on our next episode. This is crazy. This is crazy. My brother, Mike Landis, <laughs> who's been maligned at great length He's by my co-host. been maligned. You have said you wouldn't suck his dick. You said Fuck. You said you like him less than our other brother. That's both of those things are true. Those are not malignants. I think they're, you could interpret those as being negative. Not sucking his dick. That's rude. 
Is that? Suck my brother's dick. Uh, we'll have to, okay. we're, gonna, we're gonna settle this next week we'll settle it next week should Charles suck Mike's dick or not but yeah for the first time ever we're gonna have a guest on the podcast this is crazy I, it should be wild is he funny no he's okay does he have he's any followers jibs. on social media no is he famous <laughs> no is he gonna get his hits Doub- doubtful no is so, his, is but, in, industry connects absolutely not Jesus well, we're all Jewish so what, what, uh, what does he bring to the table he brings a love He's your movies and a love specifically of Ninja Turtles three, which again, we watched a fuck ton. I, there are scenes in this movie that I saw in the nineties that are burned into my goddamn. I feel like I'm going to be picked on. I feel like I've already said, I'm not going to suck his dick. I feel like you should be prepared. And you guys have both seen the movie and you're just, honestly, I don't think I'm going to get a word in edgewise. I think we're going to, it's going to be a new dynamic and there's no way this experiment will go wrong. Oh, can I ask you a new question? You didn't even ask me the main titular podcast question. Is he, is he going to be in the room with us? He'll be calling in. Okay, so his, his audio is going to sound good, though. We've gone over it with him. I think we have a plan that's going to work. Please don't bring this energy into the recording. So I'm just going to recap that. We are choosing for our first guest to be someone that is recording on bad audio equipment, who has no clout. This is stuff that he's we... He's not funny. This is audio, he's not going to bring audio us anything. that I've used okay, in other walks of life as a professional radio choice. journalist. All right. I take responsibility about... Okay, if this is Mike. a disaster, one, we'll try to blame Mike. I think that's the easy way out. Oh my God. Just blame Mike. Yeah. Two. My, my goal is that his audio doesn't work and we just have a weird podcast where a we, third of the conversation is just absent. That would be very I think that would be better than having him on. But honestly, I hope he doesn't listen to this and we go in with a fresh, like he won't know that I've just made fun of him for the last five minutes. No, he'll, he'll, it'll be a fun surprise for him as he tells all of his friends to listen to the preceding episode. How many friends you got? He's got a kid now, right? He's got a kid. So Probably my, doesn't my hang nephew. out with any people. Nephew? My nephew know him? No, no. He probably doesn't hang out with anyone anymore. He brings out a little bit, but it's less. He's a father. Right. Yeah. Big pop. Look, you're underscoring. I get it. Mike's bringing us nothing. It's probably a net negative for the whole thing. Yeah. But we're going to try it out. It's going to be great. All right. Uh, oh, Wait, hey, this Josh, works. Can, what do you think about the title of the podcast that we're supposed to be doing Hold together? Hold on, man. We're still talking about this. Holy shit. Go ahead. If this works. Yeah. I also, the floodgates are open. I also have a brother. Oh, my God. What would Philip do? That's what, asking movies? myself that every so day of my life. That maybe. Oh my god, what is Philip doing now? Oh no, my no, god. Which, which movie would he contribute to? But bleep what I said. But wait, what'd you say? I said, okay, we'll bleep it twice. We should bleep it twice. <laughs> <laughs> series that we're going to do three times. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, Josh, what do you think about the movie? All right, so now that brother corner's over. Um, it's about that time of the episode. Oh, okay. For what? For what? What's what's the name of the show, Josh? When, when will it end? That's what I'm asking, baby. Oh, you're asking me. Am, am I asking? Repeat that. What you're asking me is, am I asking myself when will it end? That's exactly what I'm asking. Are you asking me? If I'm asking me, when will it end? Yeah, I'm thinking I'm asking. <laughs> so is this, is this Travis Bickle hanging out with John Wick? <laughs> This is tight. How baller is that? Maybe Boondock Saints 3. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm all in. I fucking love this shit. You love this shit. I just love it. It's dumb. Look, the turtles were <laughs> annoying. The sets were worse, largely. The plot was stupid. But I had fun. I had fun watching it. I just like, it's like the living cartoon effect. I'm just like, this to is To me, great. the first one was like a nice stuffed squash. It was like a say. nice slice of New York pizza. I'm saying a stuffed squash. The outside, comforting <laughs> when cooked well. Not super delicious, but a good capsule for, wow, the heart of a pilaf, perhaps. I'm seeing a passion in your eye that I've never seen before. This movie was like 
an empty stuffed squash that the dog ate the squash. Just a reminder, we will be asking for money at some point to support this podcast. Just think about this. Please. 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 Next week on the podcast, my brother, our first guest, will be talking Ninja Turtles 3. Subtitled here. A secret of... No. No, no, no. That's this one. Fuck. Wait, that's the secret of the use. Usually when Charles spends the night at my house the next morning, I'm always trying to unravel a secret of the use. <laughs> that's a cum, that's joke. A cum joke. Yeah, cum yeah. joke. It's got your penis. <laughs>